am Spider Man. MS has destroyed my mind. I can't walk and I'm going blind. Bad gate can't walk at all. Or if I try, I tend to fall. I have thought of being dead. The myelin is being eaten in my head. Tarantula venom helps us there. Taking away pain like they don't care. The pain is so real. Like a body damaging field. Wish I could go back in time. When I felt like part of mankind. My life is grim. I want to be part of the world. MS is getting vengeance. Disease progression will unfurl. My injection time is here for Spider-Man to cause fear. Keeping me from an early grave. The monster attacks. Yet we are saved. Hello and welcome to episode 213 of Under the Call of MS. That was a sad little parody on Ozzy Osbourne's Iron Man. Iron Spider-Man because I got something to talk about today. That is new and interesting out there that they have going on for MS people everywhere. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm going to start out with uh, a friend of mine gave me a variety of comics that I didn't have and a couple of really cool action figures, which I wish I could show you, but I don't have video on here. <laughs> but they're just the simplest little figures, but they're a couple of the coolest ones I got in my collection now. <laughs> so I can't wait to get my Madman figure so I can make a little, little, Whatever you call it, diorama or whatever, little scene thing for all three of those characters and maybe some other all red items if I can figure out what I want to do with it. But yeah, so I'm going to talk about a little stack of Vampirella comics that I read right away. I just had to dive into them, check them out. Yeah, Vengeance of Vampirella number one. This was an interesting look into a destroyed earth where some homeless people tell stories of a lady from another planet named Draculon that was there to save on our planet to save us from the evil beings. Even though some would consider her an evil being themselves. But we get to see what mankind is suffering through and what's going on and how the world is basically destroyed. And there's this kind of a silver surfer, uh, Terminator, the liquid metal character, that type of figure in here which i don't think we ever really get the name of the character in here but we get to see what he's been doing and what his plans are and we get to see a young child that keeps asking for stories of vampirello when she's scared and her grandmother whoever it is tells her these stories to ease her mind and she keeps hoping that one day this alien warrior female warrior will come back to save us but yet mankind knows that she supposedly died in some previous battle so but yeah this is vengeance of vampirella number one it's got me wanting to jump. I, I um, apparently I must not have read any of that storyline yet. I've read Van Vengeance of Vampirella, but this is uh, see what 
volume this one runs off of. This is volume two, so I think the stuff I read was probably off of volume one. But it's if you like Vampirella, definitely check it out. There's lots of interesting stuff going on with that one. And then the Vampirella Normal Run. This is the uh, fifth, I believe. Yeah, volume five. It got number one, eight, nine. And I've talked a little bit about this run in the past. Uh, I got to figure out which issues I have and am missing. But this one basically runs off a concept of uh, Vampirella. She's appeared on our planet. And there's lots of stuff going on. And she's dealing with this character that just cannot die but he's very mangled up and very stinky and nasty <laughs> uh we get an introduction to another young female character in here uh we get to see the crappy life and time she's dealing with and she has a little rat that talks so that's a character I need to know more about because I get this big gap between issue one and then issue eight. So I got to definitely check which issues I do have and then go back and pick up the missing ones. But Vampirella in here works with a shrink and he keeps going through what she's been through and who she is and doesn't believe in the whole vampire werewolves, all that type of thing. And he, Wants to work with Vampirella and get her fixed and has ideas to help help her out. We get to hear uh, about some characters in Vampirella's life. Uh, Vampirella's mother gets introduced in here. And lots of other characters, but it's a very interesting run. Seeing her talk to this shrink and then seeing the life, her life... Uh, how it's being affected around her and what's going on with her people she cares about. But yeah, that is a, a great run. Also, um, Vampirella rarely, rarely disappoints. I don't, this one, the next one I'm going to talk about is Vampirella Roses for the Dead. Not sure how many issues are in this. Uh, the events in this story take place before Vampirella Volume 4, issues issues 0 to 11, it says. So this goes way back even before the Vampirella Volume 5 that I just talked about. So, But it's unique because she has a, a friend in here that's kind of like a witch. Well, she is a witch. And you also get to meet another vampire friend of Amparella's in here. Uh, a evil gal named Nye that comes from Draculon that fought the Vampirella back in the day. And, and we get just deeper and deeper into these characters. Well, actually, no, Nye would have been, sorry about that, Nye would have been in the other Vampirella run. Uh, this one focuses on this serial killer type character that Vampirella keeps saying he's got to be a warlock, but we find out what he actually is throughout here. He's a very evil bastard. And it's like ripping, killing girls, slaughtering them in different ways, torturing them. Uh, one gal is a friend of the witches and vampirella the witch and vampirella and uh she's in a coma in the hospital she was attacked by this character this character leaves roses around after he attacks people and then he's got a sidekick that we find out about and that person ends up going through a lot of torment and torture through through these two issues also and but it's very very in, a very interesting storyline to follow for the Vampirella runs. Uh, I like how they jump around to these different periods in her life. 
And we get to see these different characters that she's basically come across and have uh, worked with throughout her lifeline that we don't even get to know unless you get into these little side shots because you don't see a lot of these characters in the normal Vampirella and the Vengeance of Vampirella runs, at least the issues that I've read. So they could be introduced, I'm sure, like this one vampire character, I'm pretty sure, is introduced in there. And then, but yeah, you get to see her and her friend deal with this serial killer character. And it's a very interesting storyline. So if you like vampires, you like Vampirella, check those out. I was very pleased with those. And I can't wait to read some more comics that he gave me, which I'll probably read another big stack of today. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll have lots of comics to talk about in the next week or so. But that's it for comics mostly for that part. And then I want to get into a few other things. I want to give a shout out uh, for the MSers, if you have multiple sclerosis, like listen to my multiple sclerosis stuff and uh, want a p- good positive outlook on mo- multiple sclerosis and dealing with it, check out Thriving Over Surviving podcast. There are other ones, so just focus on that name, Thriving Over Surviving. There are other ones that use those words in their names so you could get on the wrong one but this one is leave her name is Edie Sahitian that does the podcast I'm friends on her Facebook page too Uh, so you can check that out if you want she's basically a female educator that talks with others about thriving with their best life possible while living with MS or other autoimmune diseases so that's a nice thing to check out if you want some more multiple sclerosis podcasts to listen to ones that are probably way better than mine she actually gets uh guest on her podcast which i can pretty much guarantee yeah i'll, I'll never get that but, uh yeah check that out it's i only l- listened to the first episode so far but it was enjoyable so all right uh, that's it for that, and then I'm going to get back to you with some, I think we're going to do some gaming news next. So, hang in there, I'll be right back with some gaming news. Okay, fans of the show, or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars and liking it, or leaving five stars and not liking it, and tell us why, and we will let people know and we'll try and make it better for you you can also click on support on my anchor page and donate and support the podcast or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation you can send a donation to paypal at kevin the duckpool at gmail.com and you can see that in many of the show notes the address uh for Fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast, may have been unread, may have been read. Just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping's so rough and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options. To start, we'll see how it goes, but a $50 donation 
gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. So there's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay, for you video gamers, let's check out some games. Number one, the new art collector style big time collection things. If you got your hands on them, if you still have them, it's like I'm kind of pissed because I, I knew better than to get rid of all my video games over the years. Because I had I had a lot of them that are big big dollar games nowadays, but an example of some ridiculous prices uh recently in the past week skyrim a sealed copy of skyrim uh i believe all these are graded games uh a person paid 600 bucks for it skyrim is not old at all it's only a few years old uh, it's so it just amazes me that you see that, and then uh, the original Legend of Zelda, a sealed one, just recently sold for $870,000, just a few days ago, well, actually about a week ago, and then the most recent one was a sealed Super Mario 64 game, sold on July 11th. 2021 for $1,560,000. $1, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> and so I had some games that were still sealed that I sold. Oh, Christ, probably five, five plus years ago that oh, I just really wish I went to let go. But had a downsize, needed to get make room for shit, and just decided to sell off a lot of my old old games. I had a storage shed I bought once that had a I want to say like over twenty Atari twenty six hundreds, the original Atari, the fifty six hundred or whatever it was. Uh, Nintendos, I had one of the first first run Nintendos that I sold cheap as hell. I stupidly should have held on to because I knew at the time when I sold it because I had it. Even then, you had to deal with serial numbers and shit. People wanted to see when it came out and all that. Uh, but yeah, I stupidly sold a lot of things like that, and that shed was full of a variety of video game related items i kept one of the more important things that i knew about one of each and stuff but even those i got rid of most of already i think i got my nintendo virtual boy or virtual console with a few games still i still have some of the game boy rarities and game boy advanced and that but yeah it's seeing some of these it's like i should have known better everything comes back and even vhs tapes and stuff it's like like cds and cassettes records those are all starting to come back i still got some of my good ones it's like metallica's am i evil versions of garage days and stuff, the more rarity type ones. I sadly got rid of my record collection, whereas I used to go to Exclusive all the time, which is a record company that, well, a music company that would get stuff from overseas that was so hard to find. And I had so many cool albums just i i bought those like comics i bought them because i like the colored albums and i like the photograph albums and i like any type of 
record case cover that had some cool designs on it and stuff, or had some specialty stuff. I had the novelty uh, Cheech and Chai, I believe it was the Up and Smoke album that came with the giant rolling paper inside it. I had that uh, Wasp, Fuck Like a Beast, and just a lot of oddball albums, a lot of ACDC's early uh, Australian, their first album and stuff like that I had. The original, If You Want Blood, You've Got It. I had that. And just a lot of things you can get secondary versions of and stuff like that. Exclusive always had some of the weirdest stuff you could find. So it was awesome. Yeah, I missed those. I wish I would have kept them all. But what you going to do? Travel around, you got to get rid of shit, got to downsize. I have more memories from traveling than I do from listening to music. So that's a, that was obviously a benefit in the long run. But let's get into, they had Sony State of Play for PlayStation finally, since PlayStation didn't want to make an appearance at E3. And then we have, more things coming up for Sony in the near future here. Uh, one of which I'll talk about. Actually, I can mention that right now. Uh, basically, July 22nd, uh, they have EA Play, which isn't Sony. It's all platforms, but uh, that's coming up. So. Keep an eye out for that if you hear this podcast before then. You can catch it on YouTube or whatever. Then we got from the Sony State of Play, there was a variety of things that I've seen and then some other oddball postings about games were up on YouTube after that. But it's like some updates and add-ons for games, Battlefield 2042, has some retro maps and shooting tornadoes. You got tornado. You get to deal with a tornado. You got wingsuits and all that shit, so you can jump and use the tornado to propel you around and stuff. Kind of cool and fun. Uh, but yeah, the visual that they showed was just this huge tornado ripping through a city, and you're fighting battles during it, and it just it looks really cool. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to jumping on that one i'll be getting into battlefield 2042 which i'm assuming will probably be on the uh, game pass program anyways so i'll probably jump on game pass as soon as i get my internet back to a decent enough start because just it just did an update on my uh, fallout 76 which i can't play because i'm not on xbox live but they said Fallout 76 is supposed to be playable without being on live pretty soon, but I haven't seen that happen yet. But uh, once I hear about Battlefield 2042 being on there, I might jump on, try it out again for a little while. But that update for that was just an update for Fallout 76 it took almost five days to download, and then it affects all our. Netflix, everything, and all our computer use and all that shit, because we got Frontier suck. <laughs> just with the whole COVID and shit, you would have think they would have put effort into it. And I can say they suck because they pissed me off because it was, God, over five years ago that the installer from our town came out to work on my system, and he told me there was a 50K cable just sitting a big spool of it just sitting in their warehouse right in my town and they never put it out to this day it has not been put out so you could have increased the power of our internet throughout this whole town but you lazy bastard just let it sit there like something that you put money into is just sitting in a warehouse and by the time you finally actually do something with it it's not going to be usable anyways because they're already coming out with the 10k internet shit that I talked about not long ago when we're just getting 
into the 5K. So, yeah, it's... I don't know what the sense of having shit if you're just not going to put it out there and help your town out. It's like, don't even put the damn thing in the warehouse. It's stupid. He got me all excited, and he's like, within a year, two years tops, we'll have it out. Well, that was over five years ago, and it's still not out. Uh, Other add-ons and stuff, Rainbow Six Siege has like a Frost and Hibana bundle and a Lion Operator Showcase. Update coming out, Fortnite's adding LeBron James, of course, because of the whatever the hell, Looney Tunes basketball stupid movie coming out. Then you got, I'd rather see Bugs Bunny or some of the Warner Brothers characters instead of the basketball players out there in Fortnite. Uh, I think it would be more fun watching Bunny. Bugs Bunny with his big old ears flopping around as he's flying in the air up and down and all that shit. Might has a Strangers thing add-on that's out already, I think, or it's coming out. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Season 4 showed its zombie add-on, which they have in every one of them. Every game has to have a zombies add-on, which I enjoy, and don't get me wrong, but... It's like, whoop-dee-doo, that's your little bonus. It's like taking the Warframe back to World War One and Two, and just, I don't know. I think Call of Duty is kind of losing its, losing its appeal to me, and Battlefield's kind of taking over for the first-person shooter-style battle games. Then they had uh, Grand... Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. It's some. It looks like a future tournament game. It's your one-on-one battle, and it totally has a big-time Tekken style look to it. So, and show a ton of stuff for it, but it definitely looked like Tekken fighting moves and gameplay. That be in a future one-on-one tournament game since Tekken was so big with Tekken tournaments. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed had showed a its track builder mode. Uh, lots of environments, unique unique track parts and stuff. Modify you can modify tracks, build your own track. They got like a skate park area, city environment, all all kinds of different environments that give you the feel like you're setting up your little Hot Wheel tracks and playing with your cars. Those are always fun, cool-looking games. I always like the way they look. So, Then they had a Metaloid Origin game. It's kind of a huge Mega Man Metroid ripoff. Uh, collect gems, unlock powers, 16 challenge bosses, 2D side-scroller look style. I give it basically a 2 out of 5 because it... It's so much of a ripoff. If it isn't those companies that are doing this game, then it's kind of an insult to gaming altogether. I hate when they copy other games, concepts, and just right there alone, we gave you a Metroid Mega Man copy ripoff, and we also gave you a Tekken ripoff (laughs) from two games. That was pretty sad. And come up with their own concepts, ideas, something a little different. Because I have, a, I could easily come up with a bunch of character style concepts for those type of games. If you want to do that type of game, but change it up a little bit more, and I, I can think of a variety of powers you could give the characters that would be new and unique and something more fun to play with instead of going back to the same style look. I mean, how many times was Castlevania ripped off? Uh, and it's just. And as soon as Tomb Raider came out, Tomb Raider started getting ripped off. Resident Evil got ripped off. I mean, it's like, granted, I like Silent Hill and all these other games that came out from it, but I mean, you can still come up with something new. Even Resident Evil changed its concept throughout the years, but still kept the game very well adapted to its original concept. Uh... 
Hunters Arena Legends. It's kind of a battle royal game. Play style. Uh, customize weapons. Explore dungeons. Play demons and other hunters and whatever other type of characters. The other hunters will be other players, I assume. Uh, the demons and stuff. Other monsters, I think, are just add-on characters come into it. The game, but yeah, it's got solo free for all and team up play. So I give it a three out of five for visuals, but I don't know enough out of it. Out of it, a lot of these games didn't give it too much of a teaser. You never know what's actual gameplay and what's just movie because it all looks the same lately. Uh, Warframe, the new war, that's an ongoing game. Uh, find out. More at 10 Live on July 17th, if you want. Uh, it's probably before this. Yeah, this will come out probably like a day or two after, so you can always go online and check it out, see what's up with that. Uh, you can see it on, if you watch it on Twitch, you'll earn extra little bonus items and stuff for your characters. Uh, and then they're going to have a event that you can join up with and if you do that you can get extras extra item bonuses and stuff then they showed train sim world which has beautiful visuals but i don't know i was pretty disappointed with the last few train games that i checked out train style train sim style games uh crown trick which is an animated fantasy world action game with spells creatures survive in a dream world maybe and it didn't show me enough and i don't even think they showed any gameplay i think it was all just movie video uh visuals we weren't getting actual gameplay looking visuals as far as i was concerned uh ginseng ginseng or genshin or genshin impact the immovable god and the Eternal Euthyma. Uh, it's basically an Asian fantasy exploration with swords, swords play, sword play, uh, deities, battles, special abilities, fun-looking characters, a big-time fa- Final Fantasy look to it. Uh, yeah, not enough to really give an opinion on that game. Uh, I think we need more, definitely more visuals for it. Uh, They had Death Stranding, uh, or Stranding, or whatever you call it. I think it's Death Stranding Director's Cut, which I didn't even know Death Stranding came out. (laughs) I know they teased it over and over and over with the Norman Reedus video. People were talking that it's... Uh, I forgot which which game he thought it was going to be, and then it came out as this, and they got the director's cut with Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus all over it. Uh, basically, a space alien exploration type feel to it, and battles, uh, body skeletons, uh, armor. Uh, Vehicles, racing, all kinds of missions. This has been teased forever, so I don't know overall at what it will be like, but I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I definitely want to see. And granted, if it didn't have Norman Reedus, I'd probably definitely give it a 4 out of 5 because I just like him as a character. I just enjoy that that character. But who knows? We'll see. I want to see more once it gets out there. Uh, they have Death Loop. It's basically a first-person shooter by Bethesda. Bethesda uh, stuck in a rep- repeating death, repeating day, and kind of like the whole Groundhog Groundhog Day feel. Uh, it's basically like a repeating death battle. It's Bioshock gameplay. The gameplay feel is huge, like Bioshock, because it looks like you have 
your weaponry in one hand and your abilities you there you're using different abilities with your other hand and stuff like that so it gives me a bioshock feel to it uh, and of course bioshock's by bethesda so you're stuck on a weird island the way it sounds everybody wants you dead and you have eight targets to take out and every loop cycle when you die and reloop you gain more information and knowledge and then you can use that to progress through the game and see if it helps you get further along or not but very interesting concept i'm curious about it i gave it a five out of five beautiful visuals and stuff so looks like a lot of variety of different weaponry and uh, game abilities and stuff fist f i s t basically it starts out with a big ox and a rabbit talk rabbit warrior talking uh fist stands for forged in forged in the shadow torch uh it's action style older gameplay 2d side scroller but they didn't really i don't know if what i was looking at was all gameplay or what it was so i give it a three out of five i'm definitely curious uh i'd bump it up to a four out of five if i would have been given a little more probably but yeah, I need to see more and or just play it, check it out. Uh, Lost Judgment, basically a trial, a gruesome tragedy, hardcore crime solving type stuff in it. It's got some racing. It's got skateboarding. Looks like you got a dog friend. It looks like a pretty big story with martial arts action. Again, I need more, but I definitely was curious about that one and gave it a four out of five. Uh, did look very good and interesting. Uh, I can't think of the game right now, but I had a feel of that one Asian crime game that I played back in the day. You also got like, uh, all kinds of side little things that you could do, even playing with vending machines and stuff. So, yeah, arcade games and things. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be just as fun. Then there is Jet, the Far Shore. It's basically aviator, scientist, building a future for your species, flying, exploration, discovery, battle expanding. Uh, it's kind of got a very simplistic feel to the flying aspect of it and then a very detailed aspect to when you're on the environments doing stuff. I give it a 3 out of 5 until I get to see more. Uh, I get a big feel like a lot of the new space exploration games, build yourself a world, get started, start fresh type feel to it. So we will see what it has to offer, but I'll start with a three out of five for now until I get to play it. I can see it definitely going up to a four or a five out of five. Arcade again, basically save a beloved arcade. <laughs> you fight enemies and hordes. You battle friends, customize stuff. You got you can loot. Uh, Again, not enough damn gameplay showing, but it's definitely got my curiosity. I gave it a 3 out of 5 because lack of visual rep representation, but I can definitely, I expected when they started out explaining this one, I'm thinking instantly right away, 5 out of 5, but I need to see more. Because if you're going to save a beloved arcade, I want a game where I can go in walk up to an arcade cabinet and actually play those games. I hate when they tease you with the cabinets and you don't get to play them, but they are, they have done a few games where they are smart enough to add that add adaptation to it and even follow it. And you could get little tips for your, uh, all your little wrist device. Your, I got Pac-Man <laughs> in my brain. 
it's like pack uh, Pip Boy, your little Pip Boy device that you wear on your wrist. Uh, they started coming out with little discs that you would find that you could pop into your Pip Boy, and you could actually play little little cheesy Ari style feeling games on there. So that was fun. I like when games do that. It was that little extra effort. Granted, I get that you got to deal with copyrights and all that shit, and throw together some cheesy little video games that aren't that hard that could kind of mimic other game styles. Then there's Tribes of of Midgard, basically a 10-player survival action RPG as a Viking warrior. Uh, They have free play and seasonal add-ons coming out, uh, runes, team battle play, and a variety of things. It did look good. I'm not huge on the Viking warrior aspect and the god-style thing, deities. but. I gave it a four out of five because it looked looked pretty good, looked pretty interesting. So that out, and then we got Sifu, basically Sifu Fight Club. It's a martial arts fighting action aging game, uh, Fight Club battle style. But the little bit of video they show you, it'll show like the age age twenty eight. All of a sudden, they flip it to age 35, and they flip the age uh, meter up to, like, 40s. It just, uh, you see the aging progression of the character, and I'm kind of interested in knowing more about that, how it's going to work into the game, as his ability is going to slow or gain throughout his aging and stuff, and how that's going to work out. I'm very interested but again, they didn't show you enough, but I gave it a four out of five anyways. It looked beautiful, but we'll see. Then there was Moss Book 2, which I've never heard of Moss Book 1, but it's a PSVR game. Looks like you're a mouse in a fantasy world, fantasy era, time traveling adventure, maybe. Again, looked like they just gave us video. Didn't look like they were giving us much gameplay. But I gave it a 5 out of 5 because it really looked interesting and fun. As long as some of that was gameplay, we will see. Uh, Dauntless Wild Thunder. I don't know. It's fantasy battle maybe with uh, big dragons and stuff like that. All kinds of fantasy characters. I'm not sure. They gave us a really quick video. Didn't really get much info on that. The last that I'm going to talk about here for now until I get some more videos and stuff I can check out is Dreams. It's a world full of no, no chores. The technology and machines build your world for you, uh, update your world as things change, and you just got to live in awe of the world and play and explore. And it looked really fun and interesting. And I'm don't know what we're going to have to deal with as far as storylines and battles or anything like that. But the little bit they did show us was beautiful looking. Very interesting. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I can't wait to see more about Dreams, what it's going to do. But That's basically what I've seen in the Sony State of Play. I'm sure they did a few other little things, but it was a very quick, short event. So. We'll get back to you with a little bit more stuff here after this. Okay, a little leftover video game news. Something that I just seen recently. Just a few minutes ago, actually, while I was waiting for the last part of the podcast to finish downloading uh, Netflix is making its first big move beyond TV shows and films. They are planning on an expansion into video games and has hired a former EA Arts Incorporated and Facebook Incorporated executive to lead the effort, Mike Verdu, will be joining Netflix as the vice president 
of game development, reporting to Chief Operating Officer Greg Peters. The company said on Wednesday, and Verdue was previously Facebook's vice president in charge of working with developers to bring games and other content to Oculus virtual reality headsets. Uh, The idea is to offer video games on Netflix streaming platform within the next year. According to a person familiar with the situation, the games will appear alongside current fare as a new programming genre, uh, similar to what Netflix did with documentaries or stand-up specials. The company doesn't currently plan to charge extra for the content. said the person who asked not to be identified because the, the deliberations are private. So it's like, we have no concept really what's going to happen, but I'm really curious. Uh, is this going to be Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo all connectability uh, type things, or are they going to come out with their own type of video game controlling system? that you're going to have to buy as an add-on to Netflix or what. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that was a really nice thing to see since how big uh, Microsoft's Game Pass has become. I can see it being a big positive for Netflix, but we'll see. We don't want to have to buy extra gaming equipment. We have enough devices out there, so... Hopefully it'll work alongside with what we have, and we will have to wait and see. Uh, For the reason I did the little Iron Man parody at the beginning of this podcast, (laughs) in my little Spider-Man style, uh, with multiple sclerosis, researchers at the University of California this week uh, mentioned that they are looking to see whether Venom from tarantula spiders can help create a drug to relieve chronic pain in humans. So, yeah, I pump me full of spider venom. If it changes me molecularly and I get some superpowers, hey, bonus. I'll take it. Not that way. Uh, Some other news that caught my eye this week was a dumbass gunmaker in Utah, Culper Precision, was dumb enough to make a kit called the Block 19 that covers a Glock 19 with a Lego form layout. It's the thin single panel Lego pieces that it looks good around the gun. It fits the gun and everything nicely, but You really need more shit that's going to get kids to grab a gun that's laying on a table. And more than likely, if a dumbass parent is stupid enough to leave a gun on a table or leave it out in the open, more than likely it's got a clip full of bullets sitting in it to whether or not one's cocked in the chamber or not. And then the poor kid just picks it up because he's all excited. It looks like a toy. Checking it out, points it at his friend, and bam kills his friend or shoots his parents or shoots himself or shoots his sister or brother or whatever. It's just, we hear about this constantly. And so this, these dumb fuckers had to go out there and sit there and make a gun that looks exactly like a perfect Lego toy. Really? You guys have no freaking common sense. It's, it's a wonder why you sit there and, fight these gun laws and all this shit because we definitely need to all carry 10 different fully automatic weapons and have pistols that look like Legos and we'll make ones that look like Mr. Potato Head like little skeleton characters and different action figures and, and we already got the morons that uh sat there and had that one TV show for a while about the gun company that did custom guns of anything. You just basically call them up and they'd make whatever you asked for and try and come up with the concept for you and make a gun that 
replicates what you're thinking. And of course, these it's the same dumbass family where the daughter and her goofus boyfriend that would help push all these products sat there and she came out to say how her dad molested her and all that stuff and then it basically destroyed the show and destroyed the whole concept of their company and all that stuff and and she went off and did whatever i don't know but i'm sure they're still pumping out guns with special skins that look like gaming images and probably pokemon guns and all that shit she always represented the bringing the female look to the guns and stuff defying up weaponry and all this shit it's like <laughs> you really gotta have your guns look like all the things you enjoyed throughout life too i mean you can't just leave a gun be a gun <laughs> you don't really need to have them out for display all over your house that's all you're doing by putting these skins and all this shit on them is basically making them so they you can display them and it's like, just get yourself a freaking poster <laughs> of something you enjoy or something related to it. I want to turn weaponry and stuff that kids also enjoy and play with and deal with things. This company should be literally shut down and destroyed and just pulled from the block, not allowed to make weapons anymore, anything. It's, their name is Culper Precision. They're dumb asses. They don't belong to be in business. But they're going to probably end up getting lots of extra news because of this. And then we'll get a bunch of extra orders. You'll see all the idiots out there. Ooh, I can get a bunch of Glocks. And I can put Legos all over them. And then I can stick my Glocks together. And <laughs> have one giant Glock that has like five Glocks put together. I don't know. Just, I foresee a really screwed up future with those things, but yeah, that's the dumbass of the week, I guess. <laughs> uh, cool thing is, I don't know if you're from around, I don't know, I don't think it went beyond the United States, so if you didn't live in the United States, you probably never heard of it, but I think they've been out of business for over 25 years, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen one in forever, but we used to have one not far from my home in Wisconsin, and it is Big Boy Restaurants. And there's a new store open called Wisconsin Big Boy. They're going to be opening at the end of July in Wisconsin at North 116, West 15847. Main Street, Germantown, Wisconsin. And it's kind of cool. They got metal big boy figures that they got painted up, all kinds of different characters. Here is a good example of putting skins and painting up stuff. They made a bunch of characters like a Superman character and different other comic book and video game and style characters and stuff that kids can enjoy, but it's a toy. It's a statue, not something you're going to take and shoot somewhere. And granted, you could, the ones that they have painted up, uh, the ones they used to sell were plastic. Uh, the ones they're painted up now, I believe, are made of lead. So, yeah, you could take one and beat someone over the head with it and kill them, but uh, you're not going to just grab it and all of a sudden pull the trigger and have a bullet go flying through a room or someone's head. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was really cool seeing this, and they're doing three types of big boy burgers. They're doing this Wisconsin standard, which is kind of like a Big Mac style, um, but from what I can remember, it was way better than a Big Mac. But I haven't had one since. Christ, I want to say the last time I had a big boy went inside a big boy restaurant, I was probably twelve to fourteen years old. And I'm pretty sure they shut down before I got into high school, but yeah, and it, they're doing the Wisconsin Midwest style version, which is like a Big Mac with the Thousand Island style looking sauce. Uh, they're doing a California one, 
which has a red sauce. And then they're doing, I can't remember what, what other state the other one's from. I'm thinking it's more central U.S. Uh, but that one has a tartar sauce style sauce, I believe, to it. So I want to go. I want to try all three and check it out hopefully next month. And then I'll give you my review. And hopefully I'll come home with a big boy toy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had a bunch of they had some bigger statues too up in the rafters that were pretty cool looking. So yeah, it's if you want a fun restaurant experience and you're around Wisconsin, check out the Wisconsin Big Boy. See if you you can enjoy it as much as it was enjoyed back in the day. And then um, I mentioned that I was going to wait till I started my new medication to do a Resident Evil deep dive since my new new medication destroys my TMB cells. And with Resident Evil representing the T-virus, I figured I'd do a Resident Evil. They have a, Netflix has a new Resident Evil Infinite Darkness series that uh, I was going to wait to watch till then but i got a bug up my ass and watched it last night and it actually i think it might have only been four to six episodes because it went really quick all of a sudden i was done with the whole series i'm like oh shit that sucks <laughs> i was hoping for like 12 episodes or so in the first season but yeah hopefully i'm pretty sure it... oh i can't remember i think i seen that they're getting a second series but second season but i'm not gonna guarantee it because it might have been some other show that i noticed that for but uh claire and leon are back to deal with zombies conspiracies there's infected rats there's infected bats uh and whatever else they come across uh more of the stories unfold and people show their true colors and show what side they're on um real looking animation beautiful graphics uh i kept wanting to have a controller so i could take over characters and play play through their environmental hazards that they're dealing with uh it would make for a great prequel video game for resident evil which i can very much see coming in the past uh, i believe this goes back to the early raccoon city days and it's us more into the early storyline of the first resident evil and all that that happened around those events uh, but yeah it's it was enjoyable very quick i think each episode was like 20 minutes uh check that out if you're a resident evil fan Lots of fun for you. And then I think we'll just finish this off. We gave you a good good variety of things today. And we'll just end it off with some more, a couple little facts. Dentists say people can keep tooth problems away by brushing after every meal. But crocodiles in Egypt's Nile River have a different way to keep tooth problems away. After it finishes eating, a crocodile holds its long many tooth mouth wide open then along comes a bird called a plover the bird walks around the crocodile's mouth picking food from between the crocodile's teeth this works out well for both animals because the plover gets to eat some food without lots of effort and the crocodile gets to clean his teeth and the crocodile is already full so the bird doesn't have to worry about getting eaten hopefully and i'm sure a few birds have been eaten that way <laughs> if the alligator only had a light snare the crocodile alligator or whatever had a light snack and didn't didn't get full enough and waits for the bird to finish picking his teeth clean then eats it <laughs> ukulele means jumping fleas in the hawaiian language Never heard that one before. Thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> Most successful heavyweight champion boxer was E. Marciano. 
Yo, Rocky. Adrian. Uh, he had 49 fights as a heavyweight champion and won them all. Of those 49 fights, 43 were won by knockouts. Pretty damn good record. Especially back in the day. There are an awful lot of telephones in Manhattan. The island that's part of New York City, in fact, to make a year's supply of Manhattan phone books, takes the paper made from 43,000 trees, 100,000 pounds of ink, and 35,375 pounds of glue. In 1974, almost a million and a half Manhattan phone books were made. If they were all stacked on top of one another, the stack would reach a height of 40 miles. Jesus, and you think we make, made those for every state, every year, and the amount of trees that were taken down just for shit that most people tossed aside, never looked at, tossed out because they didn't want it in their first place, but the post office would dump the damn catalogs off in our boxes every year along with the stupid advertising papers and shit and grocery store advertisements and all the other crap that people don't want and they do want and they can go get themselves instead of forcing them on everybody and then you're just chopping all these trees down for nothing it's like basically ends up just basically back into a fire pile or a recycling pile or just in the plain old garbage yeah that's pretty sad when you actually look at those numbers and you think about it, and that was in the 70s, and we did it for how many years? And that was just one city. And really? And you look at medical paperwork alone. It's just outrageous. Every time I get a prescription for something that's new, I get a handful full of papers that just repeat things over and over that I don't give a shit about. But hey, now I read the stuff on my podcast just to do something with it. but. It's like, it's just sad, I and mean, the amount of shit that we waste out there. We do not think at all about anything other than making that buck. Almighty fucking dollar. Every company's got to do what they want. It doesn't matter how much they pollute the environment, how much damage they do. As long as they get their face on a piece of paper and get it out in the world, it's important to them even though they don't even benefit from it or benefit very little or whatever. It's just like movies. You can take a movie and have a huge uh, audience following and a beautiful presentation and be something that was done on the cheap and it gets found out many years later and ends up with a huge following and then you can have them take a movie and spend $250 million in advertising for the movie, which people don't want to watch because they don't want spoilers and all that shit. And then they do all these extra different commercials because they got to do 10 different style commercials for each Marvel and DC movie out there now and comic book movie and have all these different representations and all this shit. And it's like, really? You got to spend that much money and waste that much electricity and all that, those resources. Just to push that shit out there when you could just do basic advertising and pump the shit out on like HBO Plus and Disney Plus or HBO Max, Hobo Max, all the different platforms. I don't know what they got now. Plymouth Rock, Columbia. Always, I don't know, they got all kinds of shit coming out, different platforms and stuff, and then all the digital comics and digital this and digital that, and all this shit stored online, and people don't realize that they got to constantly use energy to keep that stuff stored online, and with the amount of time it's going to be stored online, it's going to end up doing more damage to the environment than what paper comics would do. And everything else, they're finding that out now, but yes, it's nice to have stuff that's free, easy to get to and you don't have to pile of shit up in your house but yeah <laughs> be sad in the long run but i'm going on way too long about this shit 
Yeah, I don't even know why I got into it anymore. <laughs> but that's good for today. We gave, gave you quite a few things. Pretty long episode again. I know. They're getting longer and longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you're following and you're listening, it's your fault, damn it. <laughs> Not mine. Like I said, I do this to get help with my cognitive issues and stuff. It's it's definitely showing potential. Uh, I've gotten way better with my well, speaking-wise and stuff and thinking-wise and cognitive-wise. I just sound like shit because I still ain't, don't have teeth. I won't have peace for a few more months yet. So, all right. That's it for today. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Get shit monster. Don't be stupid and go build yourself a Lego gun. Or if you do, make sure you don't aren't dumb enough to reproduce. And have some poor kid in your household that's going to get their hands on it or something. Anyways, that's it for today. Have a great one and we'll get back to you.